Welcome to Fashion Your Seatbelt, your first class seat to one-on-one conversations with the fashion industry's top voices. I'm Jessica Michaud, and I created this podcast to share the joy I have in getting to know all the amazing people who bring this creative, inventive, and extraordinary business to life. You'll get to hear the cadence of their voices, the sound of their laughter, and feel firsthand how passionate they are about what they do. Also, I just want to remind you to leave a review. Stars are really trending right now, and it helps other very stylish listeners like yourself find the show. Now buckle up, and let's get started. It's hard to miss Pascal Mohon when he arrives at a fashion show. Not only does he tower above most of the guests, but he is also always surrounded by the who's who of the industry, designer hopefuls, and fashion journalists who all want to bend his ear about one aspect or another pertaining to the business of fashion. But that's what you sign up for when you are the executive president of the Fédération de la Haute Couture et de la Mode. However, Pascal wears his title with the ease of someone who has spent years in the industry and knows it well. Having had paid his dues with tenures at both the Institut Francaise de la Mode and the École Supérieure des Commerces de Paris, not to mention his time as the Deputy Director of the Chamber of Commerce and Industry for the Paris region, before his current job shaping the future of French fashion. His years teaching and his studies in organizational sciences at the University of Paris Dauphine have come in handy at the Federation, where Pascal is both helping to nurture the next generation of designers who dream of showing their work during Paris Fashion Week and wrangling those current calendar members who are always angling for a better spot. And Pascal's love of innovation and technology have very much come in handy over this past year when almost overnight, all of the collections from menswear and womenswear to haute couture moved from real-world runway shows to fully digital experiences that only existed online on a platform that the Federation built up to frame the virtual shows as well as enrich them with added content, including exclusive designer interviews, roundtable discussions about hot-button fashion topics, and in-depth looks at the savoir-faire that is at the beating heart of French. French fashion. I spoke with Pascal before the fall-winter 2021 menswear collections got underway in January about how he sees the Fashion Week evolving in the future. And, as always when I speak with Pascal, I was blown away by his overarching vision when it comes to the fashion industry. It's one of the reasons why I am often part of that crowd that tries to catch his attention at the shows. Pascal, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. I really appreciate it. I know how busy you are. It's a pleasure to be with you. And to talk with you, Jessica. Well, listen, I, I wanted to, you know, look back on the year 2020, now that we've got our 2020 vision, you know, looking back on this year, and wanted to get your your thoughts on your big takeaways in terms of what happened in fashion and kind of the things that you, you know, working at the Federation, what were the big lessons that you learned and, and how you pivoted and, and adapted to this kind of new normal? Well, I think the, the most important thing uh, to me, uh, which is not specific to fashion, but uh, which has a strong impact in fashion, is that, uh, just to summarize it, we, we fully entered into the 21st century. And of course, I don't want to minimize uh, the terrible sanitary crisis uh, that we have been in and that we're still uh, crossing and face. But the point is that the, the this crisis has applied a, a strong acceleration of digitalization. And this would have happened anyhow, not probably not the same way, but that has been very strong. And of course, 
uh, once again, the, the, the lesson is also the crisis by itself and the difficulties of, and, the, and the, the economic difficulties and the, diffi- and the, the problem with the markets and, uh, and the orders, etc., etc. Of course, and this, has, this has been truly important. But let's say in terms of structural change for the future, uh, this digitalization, uh, strong acceleration uh, is a very strong point. And this would have happened maybe in five, in five or ten years. Mm-hmm. But we don't talk of five or ten years, we talk of five or ten months or even less. Mm-hmm. Well, and then how, how did you want to shape that digitalization of the French Fashion Week because you know it's it's one of the oldest it's the most respected it's been you know around the longest it's it is you know the um, con- considered the pinnacle of, of the fashion weeks how did you want to express you know I think it was first menswear and then haute couture and then eventually the the ready to wear collections how did you want to express that digitally when nobody could travel to Paris to see the shows well we could have waited we could have waited for better days, mm-hmm. but we thought that we had to move, and we decided to move very quickly. When I say we, it's uh, we with the executive committee and uh, and the team. So that was, let's say, a collective decision, and we had to do that very quickly. And all the point was that uh, we we need both we needed both to be very quick and also to to stick our principles. And uh, being quick could mean like uh, setting up a platform and. Um, and for that, we, we, we decided to partner. We, we decided to launch a platform. And mm-hmm. we also decided that we would uh, uh, propose uh, and ask uh, uh, brands and designers just to, to, to broadcast videos that, they, that would be specifically realized for this event, for the, men's, for the menswear fashion week and then, for, and then for, for couture. In fact, for couture and then fashion week in the chronology. But, uh, what we also decided is that we, we would give a total freedom. We had, we said not, no more than 20 minutes. We gave some, some technical characteristics, great characteristics, but we are in a creative industry and uh, we are in an industry which is both very important, hugely important in terms of business while keeping the property, uh, the characteristics of the, of, of an applied art as soon as you have uh, not only manager, but also artistic directors, creator, designers, who are just sort of co-heading in a way, uh, at, at least for the, the whole design part. Mm-hmm. So, so we thought that we, we wanted to give that freedom. And then, so then we, we needed, we, we wanted to, to have a good partner to set up and to work on with this, with this platform. And so then we made the decision to work with Launchmetrics and we have, We've been very happy to do that. Not here to make some advertising. It's <laughs> not the point. But just very concretely, we had, we, are, we, we had and we still have a great and strong uh, partnership because we work with each other on all that. And the last point is that we thought that uh, in, in an in-person fashion week, you go from a show to another one. But mm-hmm. then, of course, the show, the average length time is just like uh, 14 minutes. Mm-hmm. But, but, but then... Uh, just going from from one to another, you change, you take a car, you go by other ways, mm-hmm. and for, and just and just it just very just very very quite cramped uh, mm-hmm. because the, because the calendar is very intense. And of course, if you are watching that uh, on an iPhone or any smartphone or any 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 tool, any communication tool, that. We, we, we thought that we would be confronted to a question of emptiness. Yeah. So this is why we de- this is why we decided that we would support all this process of the video of 
broadcasting but also the launching of something looking like or being like a magazine with events etc yeah that's one of the things that i really really loved about your platform in particular and i know that there were elements on other on other fashion weeks but that there was this kind of rich content and varied content on top of just the fashion week so you had you know everything from interviews with designers to you know feedback from different you know tastemakers and and influencers within industry it was quite a a a rich kind of well-rounded way to to present fashion exactly yeah but we well but this is what we wanted to do and uh you know we also had our, let's say, amplification system, but concerning the platform, we had also to work with also partnerships. Mm. And, uh, and we work with the Canal Group for mm-hmm. the, let's say, amplification part, but also to support us for the for interviews that were, uh, as you know, that were uh, made and, uh, and broadcasted uh, on, on, the, on the platform itself. Mm-hmm. I think the question, it's such a being confronted to, to such challenges is just to work uh, in terms of, uh, of of an innovation. Of course, there have been things, technical aspects and non-technical aspects of innovation which have been and which are specific to our work. But it, it, it's very important to, to work in a, let's say, transversal way, to work with others. And, and we know that open innovation is a, it's just like a winning card. We, we didn't want, we didn't say, okay, we want to have a card to win, that's not the point, but it was natural to do that way. And, and as you say, we, we opened and, and uh, as you know, we, we wanted also to just to involve horses and designers, but also to, to just to, let's say, to apply the idea that creative fashion works as an applied art, mm-hmm. meaning relationship with culture and partnership, partnering with cultural institutions, and and even with some concerts with the, this uh, Radio Nova partnership mm-hmm. that we have, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I also felt like I mean, there's there's uh, you and I have attended enough uh, fashion shows to know what it's like to experience something in the uh, sitting in the front row and and living in the moment, that moment of theater, and yet. There is something to the digital space where, you know, if you wa- if you were to attend a fashion show, but you're not sitting in the front row, you kind of, you miss things. Sometimes you can only see the heads of the models if you're not, you don't have a great seat. And then, or you don't get an invitation at all. So this whole idea of, uh, of the democracy of the, of the digital, and then also giving equal time, you know, and making it possible to actually see, you know, maybe some of the smaller designers that you physically maybe even couldn't get to, you know, because they're across town and it's very difficult to get to all of the shows. But did you find that the, there was somehow it was more democratic in a way that this digital way of presenting the shows? And was there a, a type of show that seemed to resonate more than another? For example, you know, just a live, you know, you know, faux live show where it's just a runway show with no audience or more of a, you know, dramatic presentation? I mean, what did your, what were your feelings about what worked and what didn't work? And do you feel it's more democratic? For sure. It has accelerated and, and, and implied a, a democratization. Mm-hmm. So it, it is more, it has been, it is more democratic because everybody can see it. Mm-hmm. It was, let's say, we can consider, consider that as a brutal innovation, but we can also say that this was, let's say, a uh, sort of mid-run or long-run trend. So, but this has been, uh, let's say, and concerning the role of the federation itself, this has been done, and for all the shows, 
And that has been especially important for emerging brands, for young brands, which have been highly selected mm-hmm. and uh, which maybe didn't have the, the, the power to broadcast and to, to be well-known to something which will be well-known and possibly uh, appreciated by by uh, anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So, And like in, in, in the Western world, in Asia, including China, etc. So that was something I can say very strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's it's a great innovation uh, because uh, as you say it's it's very democratic and it done, it, it gives an, an access to the imagination the fantasy the, the the world the universe of brands and of the designers whatever the the, the format of mm-hmm. the show is but you use the words you, you said concerning the in-person shows you said theater and you're fully right this is theater. One of my first, very first show I saw was was a, a show uh, of an Excellent collection, mm. and uh, uh, Pierre Berger was behind the curtain, and uh, he was very much acting uh, as a director of a theater piece work, mm-hmm. and uh, and showing to a public. So it's a professional public, and once again, it's always in between the cultural aspect and the economic aspect, mm-hmm. but it is theater. And, and, and when you are in a theater, you, 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 you better see if you are in, in, in the front row than you, <laughs> than you have on the second floor somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, so it's not exactly the same thing, but somehow you are there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and another thing is that, uh, it's, it's, that this is, uh, let's say physiological aspect, a scientific aspect of what the vision is. You know, the vision, the human vision, the human eye, uh, as a great uh, specificity for 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 seeing for seeing uh, for seeing in depth for seeing for seeing also for having for seeing the, the let's say the colors the contrast between the colors etc and uh, and also a, a very high degree of precision mm-hmm. and uh, I think the word in, in, I think the, the word is in English was I think it's also resolution mm-hmm. the, the vision and this is. This is very important. So even if you are like at the second floor of the theater, not only in front row, in a real theater, you, you see things in a different way. And another thing is that when you are uh, in, a, in, a, in a theater, in, uh, in real life, you, you can choose what you want to see. Yes. You, you are not exactly focused on the same thing, although uh, many people just take the iPhone and to make a video of the, of the show mm-hmm. uh, Let's say in the last minutes, for instance, etc. But still, you can see differently. So you, you you are in a way you're free to see what you want to see. And it's also true in the digital uh, sphere, but it's different. And the, the the vision is not the same because the, up to now and for a very long time, the, you cannot reproduce a digital uh, vision, a digital vision. Exactly, which, which which will be the, which will be the same the same as the one that you have in in in, in real life. There are many, let's say, R and D on that. Dave. Yeah, because uh, you have the you have the specific like you can choose to focus. You are when it's a digital space, it's the digital space that dictates what your eye will focus on. Whereas if you're in the room, you choose what you're going to be drawn to and 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 focus on. So everybody's perspective is is their own. But, but, but. Yeah, but also, also another point is yeah. that you don't see to say the in depth vision. You don't have the same in depth vision. Yes. So you, you tend to have that when you have like to, 
two cameras mm-hmm. uh, just filming the same thing. Like you have two eyes, mm-hmm. which exactly uh, the, the the technical process which was used for films like Avatar. But but even it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So the there the, is the, the particular vision here, and 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 you see the resolution, the the, preci- the precision of the vision to see the textiles, to see the, the materials, mm-hmm. and to see the movement. You cannot reproduce that that at this moment in in the digital life. So. I think it's it's different, and it's not to say all okay. Let's let's find the middle way. It's mm-hmm. not a question of middle way. It's a question of the extension of the power of showing. But at the same time, the the notion of the place, the place to be, we remain. You know, in, in the nineties, there has been great sociologists uh, just talking and saying that the notion of place was disappearing, and we were just like in non-lieu in French, non-places were getting more and more important. And this is this was true, but with the digital, uh, the digital revolution, uh, this implies that you 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 need to be somewhere, you need to anchor somewhere, and people need to anchor, especially professional, the professional community together. Mm-hmm. Exactly the fact that people are fed up at the moment be on all the time by Zoom. But well, then tell me this: of looking back again, what were the things that you feel like were what didn't work, or what do you see, or the the and or what are the challenges going forward? What what was the stuff that you just like that just didn't we didn't get it right there, or that that needs to be worked on? And what do you think are going to be the focus going forward? Uh, I, th- I think that we are at the end of the beginning. Mm. Okay. So there were the brands and designers made, made many efforts. Mm-hmm. What uh, did strike me was the fact that young brands just they find a way the gathering the artistic community just to be just to do great things with with not much money. And of course, uh, I. We don't even need to to mention them and to recall them, but that has been absolutely like beautiful, so the small movies, done films. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it is like uh, you see, let's say uh, one century ago, uh, we had uh, the uh, theaters, and then and then uh, then the cinema, and then speaking movies, and so on. And uh, here, the notion of the collection of the place of the designers will remain central. But now there has been this possibility to acquire, to, to develop all these uh, these possibilities of expressing uh, cri- uh, creativity, mm-hmm. and this, to me, it hasn't been. I don't see there has been a, a, a failure or anything. I mean, concerning a platform and the amplification system that we had, also with YouTube, etc., uh, this worked well. Mm-hmm. And we're happy about that. But and, and we, we didn't have any technical problem. We solved that. Mm-hmm. Uh, ex-ante with Dutch metrics. But but then we saw, I mean, we could appreciate, or, or let's say, uh, not the question of us, but uh, the, the, the some videos could be more, more appreciated than others. But uh, like when, let's say, it's, it's, a, it's a, when, it, when it was only, let's say, a teaser, then it could be, it could sound maybe like disappointing for those who were expecting more, more than a teaser. For us. I see. But, but then we, had to, we have to, to be pragmatic because all this the calendar things was fully upside down. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to have, to have, was, to, was and it still is, uh, because this is the same, same, same question more or less for January now, January, for the following fashion week. Yeah. But we, but we, we, we have to, 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 as I say, to combine things and to stick to the to these ideas that it is very international, that there is a creative freedom. But of course, it's better 
when the creative freedom, when it is totally disconnected from the collection, why not? But then it has to be explained because we are not, we are an applied art and not pure art. You mm-hmm. see, so uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I mean, there has to be a rhyme and reason to what you're presenting if it's going to be in that digital space, something to connect with the audience that reconnects them to to the collection that they're trying to represent via that yeah, or, video. Or, or if not, it has to be legitimate and, and, and people need to understand why. What What is, you know, at this point in the game, you know, after a year of all, all of this craziness, what are you excited about? What are you fascinated by? What are you looking forward to, I guess? You know, other than, once again, being able to do the bees everybody once we're all have our vaccine firstly in september or the women's women's wear fashion week we had the, this we could experience something again new mm-hmm. uh, again a new experience with with the, the combination of, of in-person events of presentations shows etc and, and digital ones so that was that was something also very interesting to see that all this could live with each other in this digital uh, space that we that is more more part of our daily life, and I think the most interesting in all that is is just the idea, the perspective of innovating. What innovation means means new usages, new 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 habits, and uh, and to integrate uh, all what's happening, uh, not only with digitalization and the so-called third industrial revolution, etc., and to do so that the technical aspects are not eating and the technical innovation are not eating uh, the, 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 the creativity in the, same, in the way we can say it's, we know that the software is eating the economy. Yeah. So the question, I mean, a technical tools, a technology, technology has always what makes sense. It, it makes sense when it, when it is uh, something that, uh, that people and men and women uh, appropriate mm-hmm. and and when it is used as as a creative tool this is not new this 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 was the same story uh, one century ago and two centuries ago mm-hmm. uh, and and i am rather myself like optimistic with the the, the the potential of creativity which is induced by the by by the by an innovation led by, by technology but you know, like a little bit more than 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 century than a century ago, a century ago concerning art, there has been many like uh, skeptical people about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like like uh, Benjamin, uh, they said they, they thought that the the aura, the the, the, the prestige, let's say, uh, of the of the, the the nature of of art would 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 be just uh, disappeared because it was reproduced mm. uh, in a mechanical way. And, uh, and and other people like uh, like uh, uh, Adorno or Keimer, to these people of this Frankfurt 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 School mm-hmm. of, of critics and philosophy, they were very skeptical about let's say modernity and about this 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 the, the fact that it will be let's say eaten again by by, by uh, like the, the the power of the merchandise in capitalism. Yeah. But I think that creativity is stronger than that as long as creativity can be expressed as, as as people are free to express their creativity and this is what is happening with fashion houses and luxury houses and fashion and credit fashion houses mm-hmm. um, and this is something that we constantly as i said stick to uh not especially these years but which has been 
constant feature of uh, of, uh, of, of of Paris as a, as a player in this uh, let's say fashion week. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, game and ecosystem. Pascal, let me ask you something else. I mean, more um, more of a personal nature. I'm curious. To, I mean, you you've been working in in the fashion industry for a long time. You published many books. You you know the the economy of the fashion industry. But what what drew you to this field in the first place? What was it about this particular industry that oh. you know sparked your interest in the first place? Oh no, you know I was basically I've been I've been in this industry since. Uh, 1987. Yeah. As you know, I went out during 10 years and then I was the dean of like a European business school and I, I did other, uh, I had other activities. I didn't, so I didn't think I would come, uh, come back, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm glad to, 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 I'm, I'm glad to be back. Mm-hmm. I can tell you this briefly the story. Then sure. when, when I went to Pierre Berger and then Pierre asked me, why are you interested? And I said, well, I'm interested because I, I don't want to be, uh, to make only like uh, mathematical equations and things and economics and other stuff and uh, and I want to be to do things useful. I mean, for the for textiles, for fashion, for the luxury industry and so on, where creativity is important. Mm-hmm. And then Pierre Berger asked me if I knew anything in fashion, and <laughs> then I said absolutely nothing. But I'm interested. I said, well, interested in music and in art and uh, all type of art and creativity, especially mm-hmm. fashion. And I said, in uh, particular, music. And then uh, he asked me, I'm going to make it brief. When we talk another time with each other, we, t- we tell you more ah, about that. Okay. But th- then, then uh, he asked me what I was doing in music. And I said, uh, I'm playing in a rock band. And, he go- and then he went, oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, way, that's the way it happened very concretely. The fact that you were in a rock band is how you got the job. It's one of the important factors for which I got the job, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Listen, I, I know you are, are a busy man, so I want to jump into my final five generic fashion questions that I ask all the people right. I interview for the podcast. So the first generic fashion question is, what is your favorite piece of clothing that you own, the, the piece of clothing that you cherish the most that you have in your wardrobe? It's difficult to say and to make my, my position to mention one uh, one specific brand or one, et cetera. Hmm. Um, I love I love having a great and long uh, Yoji coat and uh, and that type of life. I love to have this. Uh, let's say uh, they're not specifically one. Day. Well, I, 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 I like to say well, I like to quote to, to, to mention him because I always had this huge uh, huge respect. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a fan of minimalism, but still uh, minimalism for me for what I wear. Is uh, is uh, is quite important. So it's and, your Yoji uh, coat. That's your go-to. That could be, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> say that. Okay. Let's say that. You you know that fashion, many of the fashion houses, much of the things that we see on the runway, a lot of the pieces are quite expensive and not everybody has a ton of money to invest in clothing. But if there was one piece that you think that women or men should really save up and, and buy something of, I mean, of quality that will last a long time, what would that one item of clothing or accessory, what do you think that's that one thing that you would save up for? I don't think there is one specifically because I say that because things are expensive, things that it can be fashion accessories. But I mean, this, I wouldn't say one specifically, but I say that the the quality of materials mm. uh, is very important, and uh, then it depends on the on the on on the personality, it depends on the people, in the people, it depends on the designers. 
But I think, I th- but the notion of the, the, we didn't talk much because we can't talk about everything about sustainable development, sustainability. And yes. we, at the Federation, we are much involved in that, mm. extremely involved in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but the sustainability of um, not only the recycling, but of a material, mm-hmm. uh, something which, which can, which can last over time. It can be, it can be a jacket. It can be, but it can be, it can be, an, it can be a, 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 a an object. Uh, I heard in the, in the TV broadcast some some uh, some days ago that for a DJ Khaled, this is a Versace cuisine that he loves absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but in my case, uh, that will be like uh, not one thing specifically, or it can be also even very nice, great T-shirts with beautiful like uh, certified cotton. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, that, I, that I, I get uh, it. I mean, that, that whole idea. Well done. Yeah, well, well done. done. I think, I think that small series, uh, uh, see a well done products, a quality products done with, with talent and loved and, and, and realized with loved and, 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 and with a huge talent, very precise. Not every, not everything can be in couture, mm-hmm. you see, but, uh, but let's say person, personalized in a way, uh, in which you feel well. And not only, of course, fashion is also showing, but uh, in which you have, a, just, uh, uh, let's say, a, sensor, a sensorial perception of, 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 of feeling well with the quality of materials. Mm-hmm. So I would say the material is very important, mm-hmm. is the textiles. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, and then there are those pieces that you buy. And if, you know, you were talking about sustainability, the whole idea of you, you invest in a great piece of great quality that you feel good in. And those are the things that actually last the longest. You mend those. Yeah, you take you care of those. It. You keep it. You, you yeah. keep it. And that's the point of sustainability. Mm-hmm. It is both, the, the, let's say, the, the, the uh, technical or the material characteristic, which is linked to the emotional value. And you just, you just keep it. Yeah. You're attached to it. Yeah. All right. I know this one, this next question is going to be super hard for you, but I do, I did have asked it of everyone. So who is your favorite fashion designer living or dead? It's, I can, I can, <laughs> it's very difficult. It's very difficult. Uh, I, I have, I can tell you uh, when I had this uh, huge emotions, mm. I was, I was in the show where uh, this uh, Brack uh, and and Van Gogh uh, dresses uh, uh, were, were, were in the collection of Yves Saint Laurent. Yeah, I was absolutely moved, moved by that. Mm-hmm. That is maybe the biggest emotion that I had in, in, in fashion when I saw that. You see, you, you see what I mean, right? Oh yeah, you know, no, of course, that. of course. I, I, and that I, was yeah. that was amazing. I mean, the question in fashion shows like uh, uh, people by. Some of my, friend, my friends who are not in fashion tell me, but I'm too like fed up. I mean, you always see shows when you see shows, and even like videos. But uh, I am, I, I'm not. In fact, I'm never. And uh, because there is always a surprise, there is always like an emotion and so, something which can like take you. Mm-hmm. But let's say it's difficult to say about one designer. I mentioned. <laughs> Uh, I mentioned a year a little bit earlier, and yeah. also big emotions, and with other, with race, but that was quite a time ago, and honestly, still no. Mm-hmm. But I would say this, the biggest emotion I had is the one I had in, the, in, in what I was uh, telling you about. Yeah, but, the, the, uh, that Saint-Laurent show was pretty unforgettable. But you're, and you're right that Dries is also, 
you know, in his own way, created quite a few memorable shows, the ones that, that hit you. But right. I remember also like beautiful Mugler shows, yes. incredible. And also more recent. But the fact why I'm saying that, I, I, I'm just thinking to the other names I would like to mention. Mm-hmm. I would love to would love do it, doing it. But, you know, so I'm, no. maybe I focused a bit in the past because I don't want to be just too much. Uh, on, the, on today. Subjective. I feel you. I feel you. Um, okay, two more questions. The, the second to last question is, what trend will you never follow? Um, my trend uh, uh, will I never follow uh, the the fact of the, the, the a bad understanding of sustainable development. Mm. Uh, what I mean by that is that it is sustainable development is somewhat sometimes used and uh, as an argument to do to to wear clothes which which are strictly functional. Mm-hmm. So the idea of functionalism, and as many things are some, like misunderstood, misunderstood in this all in this all debate, mm-hmm. uh, because if you if you talk, let's say, to if you, if we think of uh, let's say Adolf Loos and mm-hmm. the, and, and the, the the idea that the ornament is a crime, etc. Yes, then they did this idea of functionalism, but there was also. A, a, a pleasure of quality and of, and of aesthetics mm-hmm. and of luxury with, uh, with, with loss. So, uh, but I mean that this can be a, de- a danger. Just focusing on things which has to be essential. What does that mean? Essential. This is very subjective. We are not in the question of the needs for the people who have the basic needs which are satisfied. Where we, we we are talking about desire. Yeah. Uh, and that is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And this is why we have to anticipate that. And to do so, that fashion, uh, contrary to this uh, fake news that it is second policy industry, mm-hmm. industry, which is just nothing, which doesn't mean anything, mm-hmm. but at least, but still, it is. We are, we all, as a fashion people, are responsible for what's going on, but we never had to, to forget the intimate notion of aesthetics and creativity. Mm-hmm. So that that would be the more I think about it, and the more I answer to your question, never fall. Uh, in, uh, we have to take care. Never fall in the in the in the idea of uh, the poor idea of a poor functionalism, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. it has to be very diverse. And for the rest, everything is open. Mm-hmm. Exactly in fashion, like in music, you, you can you can uh, you can you can love the Beatles, and you at the same time the Sex Pistols to take uh, all the reference. The same thing sure. in fashion, and same thing for the contemporary trends in music and fashion and art and many things. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. All right. Last question, Pascal. What do you love most about fashion? What I love uh, is uh, a very strong presence of, of creativity. You know, when I define fashion, I talk about that. I talk about the brands and designers and, and other aspects like short cycles, etc. But the notion of the creativity and of diversity is, uh, the diver- is, is very important. And, you know, when I went, I was out of fashion. I went up. First, I was not in fashion. I went in fashion during 20 years. I went on to it for 10 years and I got back. And when I was uh, no more working in fashion, I, I did very things, very interesting stuff in two, between 2006 and uh, uh, seven or no, six and, and, and during 10 years. But I think there is, let's say, a richness, uh, um, a, a diverse world in fashion. Of course, it can be more and more diverse. It can be more and more inclusive. Mm-hmm. More, more and more inclusive. Yes. But I think it's. But but there there is an intimate notion, even if there are like a great 
designers who were anticipate things and who have who are great artists, which are, who go beyond fashion, mm-hmm. then uh, the the, the, the there is a very, it's a very diverse. So people can be very very different, and 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 creativity is always encouraged. But I also think that, uh, and this is a crucial point to me. That of course there is, it's not, it's not always the same thing. It's not specific to an art. It, it, it is when it is done by, by designers, because an art who have a, or at least an applied art, who have an, an artistic, uh, an artistic talent. Mm-hmm. But creativity, of course, in fashion, creativity can look being harmed or handicapped by, by, by the number of constraints. Uh, and it is true that many constraints, many technical constraints, many mm-hmm. economic constraints, and some uh, designers can want uh, sometimes just to get back to have even more freedom. Yeah. But the point is that that this that constraints constraints the fact of having constraints is just something which, pre- which prevents creativity. It is a factor of creativity. Mm. Uh, the the they this line by this. Uh, immense uh, architect and designer who is Otto Wagner. Mm-hmm. And he says that necessity is the, the sole master, the only master, the sole master uh, of art. So fashion, there's a lot of necessities, but but it, 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 it is not depriving, it is not uh, uh, harming the way of expressing creativity. Mm-hmm. And I think that to me, that is extremely important. And I believe that creativity and diversity, both associated, are two extremely important values because they are at the very heart of the foundation of the humanistic culture. And this is the point. And this is what I strongly believe and, and what is a very, uh, let's say, strong factor of uh, of commitment of fashion as 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 a as a humanistic uh, anchor and being at the front in the forefront of that mm-hmm. then we always can do more and and there are always like pressures around to do more and this is fine mm-hmm. this is fine pascal merci beaucoup thank you so so much it's such a delight to always every time we speak i i learn so much so thank you so much for taking the time to to speak with me on this podcast and i i look forward to sitting next to you at the front rows in the future and talking some more thank you very much Jessica. thank you see so you much soon. see you bye-bye. soon bye-bye. bye-bye don't want to miss an episode of fashion your seatbelt no problem just go to itunes or wherever you download your podcasts and click on the subscribe button then every new episode will drop into your feed automatically No fuss, no muss. Believe me, I know. I'm Jessica Michaud.